0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast for the love of cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode
1: 301
0: one B. am back. The second episode for the week where we will now discuss our thoughts on Hellraiser, a Hulu original film. With you for that discussion, Grayson, Roger, and Chris, for the (coughs) episode discussing Lyle Lyle Crocodile, including the whole box office breakdown, what streaming, trailer talk, check out episode 301A, which posted on... Tuesday, 10-18.
1: I heard it was riveting talk, guys. Riveting. It was. We talked
0: for six hours on it. No less You're than gone. six hours. All right, let's talk about Hellraiser, which is, I'm hearing, it is a very serviceable movie in the Hellraiser franchise. It raises hell. It raises hell, indeed. Let's
1: look at some... <laughs> some particulars. Particulars.
0: Still on Rotten Tomatoes, 67% tomato meter and 61% the audience
1: score.
0: Yep. Does keep in mind that's less than Lyle Lyle Crocodile on both accounts?
1: Well, <laughs> oh, this movie might be a little more niche.
2: Mm. I assume so.
1: 56 so the original...
0: on
2: Metacritic. What is it? 56 on Metacritic. Okay. Which is. is higher than Lyle Lyle Crocodile. It is indeed. Alright, so Chris, I think
0: you have the most experience with Hellraiser of all three of us.
1: The most, but still not very much. Keep that in mind.
0: Well, Roger and I have zero. I mean, I I just know the other. I only know Hellraiser like it's the movie with the guy with all the pins in his face. That's how I knew it when I was younger.
1: Hey, that guy's name is Pinhead
0: fair pin pinhead however so get what so how what is your knowledge on hellraiser what's your experience with this franchise chris
1: uh my experience is very little i watched one of the movies when i was young and was terrified and never wanted to revisit them again Uh, honestly a lot of the information i have on hellraiser is from playing a video game uh, recently of of recent which is uh, dead by daylight where behavior that company bought the rights to use and repurpose the Cenobite into their game as one of the killers. Uh, what something that behavior does very well is they take the lore and like the lore from these actual properties that they purchase and they use it directly into their games so that they give the killers that they bring in a very true take to what they are and whatever properties they come from.
0: Okay. So yeah, that's very interesting. And, Thank you for using that word, that, that term, Cenobite. I, I know that they, they called them Cenobites in Hellraiser. Uh, a race Aren't of those little like things sadists. you
2: get from Cinnabon? Oh, wow. That's <laughs> I mean, like a, hold
0: on. That's like, a, that's like a Tim Taylor joke from Tool Time. When no, I would that's say an
1: something. old-ass man dad joke because that's <laughs> where Roger is in his life currently. Look,
2: look that shit was hilarious. Oh, God. Hilarious and listen, indeed. Those things are incredible to eat.
0: They are. They're really good. They're they're absolutely delicious. Bath <laughs> I
2: guess we won't have those at our next party, huh? <laughs> Dicks.
0: So this is Clive Barker.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is his baby. Yeah. Uh, Hellraiser is his baby. Um, Hellraiser in, in, in general. And the first one was 1987 was the first Hellraiser film.
2: I was five. That's incredible.
1: I wasn't born. Yet. I was mm. two.
0: I was two. So, what's going on in this one? Chris, why don't you tell us what's going on in this one, since you seem to have a little better idea than Roger and I.
1: So, in this movie, uh, we have... uh, This starts us off with a very ominous... Freaky
2: sex party. Yeah. like
1: Always freaky sex parties in these kinds of movies. Oh, yeah? But this leads us into an early early, um, introduction to what we're going to be experiencing the entire movie, where we get to see... The cube or it's got a few other names, but it's easiest to call it yeah, easiest to call it the cube, I guess. Where we're introduced to it and a couple of characters, one of them being a quick throwaway, which we find out very soon. And you notice that the cube itself is menacing, and that is true to the story of of Hellraiser, I guess. The the cube is always kinda like what brings forward all of the pain and suffering of all the things you'll experience and summons the Cenobites to collect their offerings, which you get introduced to very quickly in this movie. We, uh, then see a, um, what will be our main cast of characters. We time jump
2: by six years. You do,
1: you do. Um, and a good bit happens in that six years, which you find out as the movie progresses,
0: we open up in Serbia where we're picking up a box. We don't, we're not quite sure what's in the box, but we know there is a box being exchanged. And then we cut ahead to what? Massachusetts. Uh yeah. come to a home in Massachusetts, which is a very odd home to begin with. There's something not right about this place. It's huge. It's very much like a puzzle box in itself. Chris, tell us about that place.
1: Oh about about the, the so the so it's it's an estate owned by uh what, what what's his name? Roland Rand- Voigt. Roland Voigt. I always want to say Randall for some reason. He seems like a Randall who's a real douchebag. Anyway, douche. Roland Roland Voigt and there there seems to be some sort of uh, wild sex party happening and people invited, which, yes. you know, quickly we uh, we find someone that gets lured into a cha- lured into a chamber where they interact with um, our our puzzle box. Uh, he touches it, he starts to quickly figure out that it's a puzzle to be solved. And then once he solves his version, he's rewarded with a stab to the hand after he's stabbed in the hand, the blood from his hand is absorbed into the uh, the puzzle box. Then a, our character Roland Voight, uh collects it and watches as he is sacrificed to the Cenobites via chains and being ripped into pieces while yeah, he uh, while he kneels down and uh, pleads for an audience with his uh, with what he reveres as his gods. And then we hard cut six uh, to six years later, and that's how our story begins.
0: Another crazy sex party going on. <laughs> T- yeah.
1: True. This and. I do want to Smash. point out that, that there's more than one – that there is one more than one point where th- where these two characters are having sex and this guy gets cock blocked in the middle of it. So poor dude. Yes. <laughs>
0: hmm. But it's – I mean don't – Super not frustrated. frustrated Bob. Bob. Super the frustrated. The Cenobites always talk about the pleasure and pain. Yes. So as odd as that is, I mean the sexual stuff does have context.
1: There is, um, there's a lot of there is some some sexual undertones in this movie, but and that's exactly as it was back in the the original movies back in 1987 and on though, instead of uh, them wearing tight leather in almost every every time you see a Cenobite, instead their flesh has been uh, fashioned into like different versions of their clothes, carved
2: the... up and like folded over and yeah. tacked down, and that's weird. Yeah, Creepy. so the, the, the I mean,
1: Cenobite, like... well, the Cenobites in this are absolutely. Creepy, and is the only way to the nicest way to put it. They and are stuff. The They're stuffed. With its
2: teeth, is a... <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I don't like this at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. I loved it actually. I thought Dude, that when he gnaws fun. onto that dude's arm. No. <laughs> no. 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 We're,
1: we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but yes. are we?
2: Are we? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so as as things play forward, um, our our main character, uh, what what was her name again? Though refresh my uh... memory. Riley Riley, Riley. Riley, Riley, yeah. She, um, we got Riley,
2: Joey, Matt, and Colin yeah. and Nora. Yeah,
1: Riley is a uh, is a recovering addict. We learned early on. She has an, She has a cool new boyfriend named Trevor. By the way, anyone named Trevor in your movie is going to be a douche. We He's know this. A douche because his name is Trevor. Um, <laughs> uh, cool new boyfriend. Brother doesn't like it, and other people, you know, they're just kind of along for the ride. Trevor is a, has a fantastic idea to go rob some. uh some billionaire dude of his last cargo shipment. They get it's there and
2: sitting there. lo and,
1: be- and behold, it's it's the box.
2: It's the cube.
1: Yeah. So <gasps> our main character now has it. And at one point she gets kicked out. because Only dri-
2: good things happen from here.
1: Of course.
2: Happiness and lottery winnings and peace and harmony in the world. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no. She, en- she-, oh. she ends up having a spat with her brother. She solves the cube to a certain point. And she doesn't get uh, cut by the cube, which that's the cube's thing. It'll, no, her brother Matt does. Yeah, her brother Matt comes to find her, gets stabby-stabbed in the handy hand. And then, Les Rogers said, uh, sunshine and rainbows happens to him. He gone, and, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and she comes too, and then she wants to find out what happened to her brother, which leads us down a path of pain, suffering, torment, and other wonderful things that is the world of uh, Hellraiser. I mean so listen, this box is super stabby. It's 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 menacing. <laughs> super let's stabby. Let's talk
0: about some of the aesthetic things then. Okay, um, yeah. So obviously we have the Hellraiser look is of course the pinhead look. Yeah. Yep. That's like that's how you I mean I saw that post when I was really young and it's never left me.
1: So so let me ask you this. You know, this movie gets no like, no trailers, it gets no press, it gets no anything out, out in our world, right? If I you really were, know. It, well, I mean, it, and, you know, it didn't, and even if, and if pretend, pretend it gets less, if you were walking through the movie theater to go see a movie and you pass up all those giant posters of the upcoming films, right? Mm-hmm. And if you walked by just a silhouette of the current Pinhead with no other, with no other names on it, would you know what that movie is? I, I know would. it was
2: Hellraiser. Yep.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's an iconic it, look.
2: And the thing is with that, too, to tack on that, so I've never watched a Hellraiser movie, Yep, and I still know what that is.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, yes. that's, that's a big deal. Well, yeah, and, and I think, that, like, to build off what Grayson was just, like, leading into, it's, and what I'm trying to say is, like, the look is iconic. You know what it is. Even if you've never seen a movie, you know what that is. And that's important for them to get right, and I feel like that happens here. The, um, the new Hellraiser, the new Pinhead being a, uh, it's uh they went from a male, a male actor to a female actress. Mm-hmm. She does a fantastic job, I think. And Which she's creepy as fuck. So like, and the, the whole, so the entire, not a lore, but the way that this is constructed, it's not like your normal horror slasher, like film thing. And like your other horror films, you've got this, like this overbearing presence of some monster trying just that is just full of malice and hatred wanting to kill everything that it comes across. In most cases, mm-hmm. sometimes there's rules that it plays by whatever, but that's always a thing. This isn't that these, the, the Cenobites and uh pinhead specifically, they're very malevolent. They're very, they, they feel like they are bestowing upon you the greatest gifts that they have to offer. And like they're of, of a higher existence in some way. They're not men. They're not, they're not full of malice. They're not out here to just murder. Like they are giving you what you know, what they believe you have asked for when you're asking this for gifts and you're solving this puzzle. Like that's what they think they're doing, which I think is a very different feel, and it's abs- It's at least unique to this to like this world and this monster, which okay. I can appreciate. Okay,
2: interesting.
0: Well, I think that's important, though. I mean, what yeah, you just said is important because. It's- yeah. People that know Hellraiser will know will pick up on those things. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean. I've I've seen people say that on social media this is a very good Hellraiser movie, and other people say not quite. It kind of misses the mark. But I think that the some of the some of the creative choices that they took, what you just said about it's just the centaurs now playing kind of a game with us, mm-hmm. with people is that's kind of the 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 gamble that they took because I mean you don't want to what people don't want to do is jump into a movie because this is the 10th movie. So <laughs> the 11th yeah. of the 11th, so there was nine sequels to the 87. So this is the 11th movie. One thing you don't want to tell people is Hellraiser 11 people are like, yeah, I didn't see the first 10. Well, go so. check it out. <laughs> 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 make sure so,
1: you come, make sure you go watch this catalog of movies before you come see yeah. this.
0: One. <laughs> go watch 15 hours first. Um, so I think they've done a good job of kind of, at least from my perspective, of now I know what Hellraiser is. Now yep. I know it's about a game. I know it's yep. about a cube. I know it's about choices that people make, um, kind of angelic choices or demonic choices that they make. Good mm-hmm. or bad. Good as, or bad. As and clear it's, cut as it is but it's this is a good one this is a good way to get me into the franchise yeah yeah. so now i'm curious to go back and check out the original at least the original one i don't want to go much past that but certainly the first one
1: so so the original one would be the one to see i think because it does lay the groundwork the same way as this one kind of kind of does okay in a very good way like like you said you understand the game now you understand like what what this universe kind of has in store for the for you know for anyone that you know is in one of these movies and the first one would be the one to go and compare that with and i've and i've I haven't. I didn't rewatch the first one to, before I watched this, so I, I'm I'm speaking from the hip on this part. But from what I've seen in other reviews and people talking about about it as this thing came out, is that it does a good job of of coming from that first one and being a good reintroduction to what the world of Hellraiser, well uh, Hellraiser is, which is you know all you can really ask for out of out of a film like this, especially if you plan on making a few more of them, you know, like on Hulu or whatever down the road. Yeah, every couple like, of years, pump out yeah. Hellraiser. Yeah, this, this is a good first steps into that.
2: Well,
0: okay. I think Hulu's a good place for it too. Uh I mean this isn't really a Netflix thing. It's, I don't really see this being an HBO thing or mm-hmm. but I mean I just it there's something about Hulu it just kind of feels right for Hulu. So
1: yeah. Well yeah. it's like and like I, I'd be willing to even wager that if this would have came out in theaters, I think it would have done fine. I, I think it, you know the the fan base has enough pull to at least get your budget back. I do believe that that would have happened if they would have released it in theaters. And like we can say the same thing about um about Prey, right? Like Prey was a decent film yeah. that well, I've yeah, really got was out pretty and good. It done okay. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, so it's it's weird because I guess you kind of have to compare it to Prey, which isn't fair because they're completely different movies. Oh yeah. Um Prey is excellent, right? Mm-hmm. Like we all enjoyed it. It was a great addition to the um Predator franchise along that line. Now, look, I don't, I don't have a problem with Hellraiser, but I had never seen it before. But I don't, I don't feel like this didn't have, didn't connect with me the way Prey did. Now, that being said, I am far more familiar with Predator than I am Hellraiser. Um, I don't think that Hellraiser is bad. It just, I never got the like, this is a good movie kind of vibe. Yeah, okay. I, I never thought it was more than okay.
1: Yeah. Well, so like, but we're not. We've, we've we've done, committed and admitted to the fact that we're not really the horror guys anyway, well, right? Well, I mean, yeah, no, and I, I don't ever
2: really fucking aspire to be. So <laughs> Fair well, enough, well, so, okay, me either. Well, that being said, though, so, like, you know, me and you especially, like, this, these generally aren't our type of movies, right? Yes. I never really once thought that this movie is scary.
1: No, no, it, it, and I don't, think it, I don't think it tries it's to It's
2: weird. It's a little bit creepy. Um, Bloody as hell um but never I was never like oh jump scare you know like this really isn't that kind of movie and I respect it for that because it's pretty straightforward in that aspect like what you see is what you get choices are made Mm -hmm. um and if it didn't happen on screen it didn't happen
1: (laughs) yeah I mean this this movie has a wheelhouse this movie has this movie has an ambiance that tries to fulfill, and I think it does it well it wants to be this creepy kind of like not like kind of be kind of gross. It wants to be shocking in, in, in its visuals that it gives. Well, you. yeah, visually, the Cenobites visually is they're pretty nifty. It wants to be unsettling. And I think it accomplishes that.
2: Well, exactly the word. That's yeah. it. I was
1: trying to think of a word. Unsettling is exactly it. Yeah. Because like, and here's the thing, like like these things are these things don't look like they don't look friendly. They're not easy on the eyes. No. But the whole time that you see them on screen, you're you're looking at them. And like, like I don't know. At least when I watched it, like I'm looking for like the little details about noticing them. other things. Yeah, about like, them, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 how they're mute, like how these things are mutilated, how yep. like what wounds they have, and like all these things about them because they each one is definitely unique in its own right. What's and with the, the Fix one where they're wrapped up and like it's just
2: breaking through its like bindings or yep. whatever? Just like, oh yeah, ugh. yep. Jesus, <laughs> <Yeah, it's laughs> very, very, and,
1: like, and like the one that has the piano wire stuff to it, like. Her wounds match the things that she does to like one of the characters. We see what happens to him. Yes, and it's it, it's it's very much a lot of a lot of like that like thematic, you know, like why does this one look this way? What is it going like? What is it going to do? Yeah, there are all reasons for it. Yeah, now, listen,
2: I do respect the amount of people that get flayed in this movie. Oh, God, I mean, um, f- that's not anything you see very often. like flay, hey, flaying in a plenty, right? Yeah, hey, yeah, if you're into that, this movie's for you, pal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also. You may need to see a therapist. Uh yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean
0: it's but it's also a different kind of horror film. Oh yeah, I agree. It's it's meant to make you think. It's meant to be a little a, a little brighter, a little more intelligent. Mm-hmm. Brighter as in like thought, not like color, because there's definitely no color. <laughs> oh no, this but... movie's
1: grim and dark. It's got a color, hand. red.
0: <laughs> well, it's, and, meant to, it's meant so, to make you think. I mean, this is a movie about a game of, with gods and humans. Yeah, yep. With a box, which so
2: what's in the box? What,
0: did they ever explain, Chris, the origins of the box in the original Hellraiser film?
1: There's no, not, not to my knowledge. But again, I'm not, I'm not up like completely on that lore. The um, the the box, the cube, the key, whatever you want to call it. It's the to my knowledge, there's no like evidence of or like explanation of like how it's delivered it just it's like other powerful ancient artifacts it exists on our world it exists in that universe and every time it's found it brings nothing but pain and despair to whoever it, it, it finds it until it completes its game and then it awaits it awaits the next set of victims which is how these kind of like cursed items usually work right like that's like the, u- the usual suspect story form i think it falls within those rules in most cases sure yeah, and that sounds that sounds about right,
0: actually. Yeah. But So let's talk about the story a little bit then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's let's talk about how this is. Riley and friends, hmm. are pulled in because of a game that's already been set up and kind of predetermined for them. Wheels yeah.
2: are already in motion. Yep. Yeah.
0: Wheels are in motion, and they end up in a place where they 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 have no choice but to continue playing this game in order to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Do you
2: want to play a game?
0: And I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's kind of brilliant in a way that's set up like that because the Cenobites, it's funny you say that because like like Jigsaw from the first three films, they're not totally unfair in the rules that they have. No,
1: Um, actually, I'd I'd even argue that they're they're bound by their rules. They're more fair than Jigsaw is with his rules because they they abide by their rules in full. It's just the misunderstanding or the misinterpretation of what you what we believe to be gifts and boons Re- and, yeah, and rewards. rewards. They yeah, believe they're a bestowing that upon term. them. Yeah. They're <laughs> they're bestowing exactly that upon their victims. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's what nice. I like
0: is it, it's it's a fair game they're playing. You just yeah. have to you just have to play by the rules. It's when you start playing not by the rules and you start doing things outside the rules that Cenobites oh, yeah. so, start to get a little pissed off. And yeah,
1: and and, and as our story pl- like plays out, you know our characters begin to understand the rules a little bit more, and to even where do they begin to fight? You know, have a plan to fight back against it. Uh, at one point, you know, our one of our characters does something very crafty, and and uh, one of the Cenobites actually is what's destroyed instead of you know the sacrifice yeah. that should have been claimed. They do not get to pull that off twice, though. (laughs) They try to. Yeah, they did. They definitely (laughs) try.
2: It was in the cards. It just didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. didn't work out. Best laid plans, you know.
0: Yeah, always go astray. Best laid plans
1: never. Sometimes don't don't work. So, and and like I'm okay with you know talking about this movie in full capacity. The um the return of of the um. like one of the characters we see early on Roland Voigt yeah and like and the way that he's reintroduced once you get a glimpse of of like this character because they don't Hmm. show it right away you know you know who it is like even without like seeing them at all because they 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 hide who he is at first but like when we first get the reveal of him now he's like he's moving almost like clockwork like like a screwed up puppet that's mm-hmm. creepy by itself yeah and you find out man. why i'm in oh that device that's lodged inside of his chest pulling at his organs that's fucked up Mm-mm. i didn't like so what that did at they all. say
2: he chose what and
1: he, he chose um power no no, no. that's why cho- he chose the
2: second time he chose
1: sensation
2: sensation oh, okay, that's
1: sensation. it yeah. And he
2: assumed that it was always going to be good yep it's not good
1: well it, it, i mean he got exactly what he asked for from the perspective of the cenobites though mm-hmm you know, so he's, you know, sensation
2: that leads to pleasure that back to pain back. Yep.
1: to Ooh, no, it's just enough to never, to never be numb is what he said. And like, yep. that's, you know, and just, and uh, when you see like what causes his pain, man, Oh God. Yep. Nope. <laughs> and the, and these creatures have obviously have other worldly powers. They're able to like, m- like move and like, like forge our, like our dimension around so they can travel. And then like, what they do to him to restore him. It's like, it's absolutely like just benevolent powers. You know, oh, I mean? when his
2: contraption comes out. Yeah. yeah. Like the pieces are just
1: falling out of his open chest cavity. Yep. And he starts Bleh. to, starts to like, regrow and regenerate.
2: Oh, so that actually looked very cool. It we looked good. It, 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 yeah. it didn't
1: look bad, though, right? Because no, we saw, no. we just saw a theatrical movie with some bad CGI in it that we yeah. didn't mind smile. So it looked good. Like this movie never looks bad or looks cheesy. It looks very much unsettling. (laughs) It's clean,
2: four K HDR, pretty damn nice. Yep, you know if you are into like spinal tissue being regrown in front of your (laughs) eyes, (laughs) that's something you are like into. You know,
0: if you are into that kind of thing, yeah,
2: you know, know, not not a big deal, not a big deal at
0: all. Did you guys like the uh, the aesthetic choices for the cenobites? How they all look kind of differently, but very kind of demonic in a way well, well
1: again they, they, they were absolutely like, like they were unsettling but they were also captivating like you like i i i I've, that imagery isn't something that like is lost on me like i appreciated the work that was put into making these things look the way they did yep. and how you know you you, you you're never look at the same one twice
2: yeah but aren't so, they supposed yeah. to like
1: represent like angels and shit too like well, angelic angels they're, and demons I think. yeah yeah they're, they're spoke about being both angels and demons okay but they're definitely leaning on the demonic side of things. I guess it depends on your perspective. They like to peel their skin away, and that's okay. They do. I mean, they they
2: commit to a certain fashion fashion sense. Yeah, as a (laughs) a team, they decided, this is how we do it here, people. (laughs) I mean, you
0: got to give to them that when when they commit, they really do commit.
2: All in, baby.
1: (laughs) Look at Beatrice with with her low amount of flailed skin. Yeah. Weird. Mm. Someone's not committed.
0: So what? What about this? Did you guys not like then? There's not a whole lot I didn't like. I I, I thought so, it was a pretty intelligent movie, to be honest.
2: Okay, so I I will put out something I don't like, which I think will be a discussion point. So, um, like I said, coming in fresh to Hellraiser, never seen it. Like this movie doesn't really have a resolution. Um, like no real ending sort of thing. Do you understand what I mean when I say that? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not like, well, hey, you know, we won. The game's over. Blah blah blah. No, it just sort of continues and moves along. Now, listen. Apparently, that's the way the Hellraiser movies end. I didn't realize that, but I also thought, like, hey, I kind of wanted a like a more firm ending than that. Um, I I guess it's it's unfair to this type of movie, but I thought I would have got like a clearer, like, hey, this movie is over, and this is the resolution to it.
1: You guys understand I mean, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. And to build off of that, I guess I guess the things that that I, the things that I was disappointed with, or like you know, didn't like, uh, there is some predictability in this movie. Uh, again, sure. Trevor, your name's Trevor, so you're gonna be a douche. We know that. And then just some of the character choices—they're very horror, you know, tropiness. It just—it's gonna happen to get things from point A to point B. I they don't all like
2: fit as pieces of the puzzle. Yeah,
1: I don't like that the Cenobites get, uh, you know like they have these rules they play by but it's not a big deal that like that it like you don't know what those rules are but, like these things can bend the world around them and dimensions through bars. But then like all of a sudden, like this house, this house has them like stuck in places and not able to get through. Like like some
2: sort of weird fucking Faraday cage.
1: Yeah. Like, like, like like we've seen these things teleport and walk through walls and reshape reality to get to where they want to like literally walking out of the, the abyss that is hell to get to where they want to. Yeah. Walking up
2: steps in the middle of a road. (laughs) Yeah. Like,
1: like, I didn't. I didn't like that. That's kind of eye roly. But I, I get you want your movie to like go to certain places and and get to certain spots. Well, I mean, and,
2: maybe that's something that they tackle moving forward. You know, maybe. And, like the, the next Hellraiser. Like, hey, you know, the same set of people will be like, look, we've done some of this before. We know that this stuff
1: works. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a way to help them expand their lore later on. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And, and you're right. And then, like, I guess the you know, the other thing is, I actually would have liked to know more about the lore, but sure. uh, you well, it's know, not I really think, explained too much. It just sort of happens. Well, because this movie is while it's, it's unsettling and creepy. It's also interesting to me. I think sure. that a little more lore on like, you know, like, like what, like what the, the cube is or how it works or like what the rules of the Cenobites are or what they actually are or like anything really like, you know, well, even, even if it's just like like a small lore dump here and there, even sure. through exposition, like an eye way. I think I would have appreciated having a little bit more info because they—they're the most interesting part of this movie, without a doubt.
2: Well, we get it. We get a scene almost like this from the previous week with Smile, where there's all kinds of drawings and stuffs mm-hmm. explained. Yep. Except we just see them here, like we don't dig into it at all. Yeah. Like what has already done all this research yeah. and knows, or at least has a general idea what's going on. Where a character just kind of hastily look through it and then move right along, and like we don't get to understand anything. Um, I, I agree with you. That would have been interesting to maybe dig into that a little bit more.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I also think about looking at it as a fresh take on this movie. You know, maybe you need that. But mm-hmm. I have to look at is. Listen, this clearly sets up that there will be more of this movie, right?
1: There could be, yes.
2: Or the at this point, after watching the movie, I would assume there's another one eventually. Yeah. So maybe that's for that. I, d- I guess I don't maybe. know. Yeah, I get you. Grayson, I got
0: the oh. I got the impression that there was our, i mean this was there was already another one like ready to go because it, of how the how awesome. how it ends
1: mm-hmm.
0: so let so that ending without being too too spoilery
2: mm-hmm. who
0: does that guy turn into
2: another Cenobite. yeah he he chose power so,
1: so so but he lost the game well Did no he? again he so he lost the game by his standards by the Cenobite standards, he won the game and was rewarded. what he asked for again, I don't think it's fair to look at the Cenobites as a villain in this. They aren't that they're doing they're doing the things from their perspective and giving the things that they believe to be gifts and things like that. So like when he chose sensation, he was wrapped up in a constant wave of endless pain and torment, which to them, is, like once you hit a certain point of pain, you you reach transcendence. Yep, is is how they is how they see it. So that's what they gave him. Um, so like when he chose power, he became a cenobite. Like that's what was happening to him. He was being recrafted in that form. Yep. So it's almost safe to assume that most likely people that that win the game and they choose power, they become a cenobite. Most likely is what I would is what I would like be led to believe by the way this this plays out.
2: There are no current plans for a sequel at this time.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah,
0: that is very interesting because it seems like
2: there would be. But you think? I mean, it's like built, right? Yeah, This yeah. Kind of thing is built for that. But even it's just from the generic horror trope, like you just yeah. pump out other ones.
1: Yeah, well, true. But I mean, <laughs> and
2: this isn't poorly made or anything. You no. know what I mean?
1: But this is, but this is easy for them to look at that and go, oh, okay. You know, we believe this brought an X amount of viewers, blah blah blah. Okay, let's let's green light another one. You know.
2: Also well, it's also true they still could be tabulating how much it's actually brought in as exactly. well, because it is, you know, basically peak season for that stuff. So yep. but
0: yeah. it's 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 generally getting talked about as pretty good. Yes, I generally agree. positive
1: reviews, yes. That's what I've heard, yeah.
0: And getting I mean, the fifty whatever on Metacritic doesn't doesn't speak to that, but I mean whatever. It is what it is, but for 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 this being my first foray into into it, I I really had no idea what I was getting into. But it's I'm glad that I did, and not only that I'm glad that I did, I'm glad that I was able to see what Hellraiser kind of is about. Yeah, yep. because yep. I, I would I, I didn't really have an idea to begin with.
2: I'm from the same vein, like with not seeing it. Like I'm interested in this. This is a little bit more open for a story that I'd like to maybe see developed a little bit better. And yeah. that, that's not, that's not something you get a whole lot of times from, um, from this genre horror movies. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. a lot of times it's like hack slash move along. Yep. And this, I'm like, all right, man, I'd, I'd probably kind of dig into this a little bit more. if Yeah. Exactly. To- yeah. I think I agree. Hmm.
0: So let's move into the scoring portion. Gentlemen, mm-hmm. if right. we can.
2: Sounds good. Well, I'll go first. if You guys yeah. don't mind. Yeah, that's fine. So I, th- um, I don't want to be really critical of this movie. I don't think it's bad, by any means. Listen, it's it's not a masterpiece. Um, it's not the greatest writing I've ever seen. Um, uh, Chris hits the head on it. Like, people are here, trophy reasons. reasons. Um, everybody is a piece of this puzzle. Uh, it You clearly see how many pieces, how many transformations are left. And you just look around at how many people are left, and you're like, well... <laughs> not, everybody's, <laughs> yeah. not everybody's coming out. Yeah. Not everybody would make an appearance in the sequel if you know what I mean. <laughs> um now that being said, uh it's okay. Uh, I think this movie's a 6. Mm-hmm. Uh I would like to see a little bit more. I wish this I this movie's like the perfect amount of time. I wish we just used would use the time of the movie a little bit better to show yeah. me a little bit more of that story, mm-hmm. um, but I like it overall. It's okay. It's it's creepy. It's never, it's never it was never scary to me, but I could see like if you had you let your little kids watch this, they would probably be like, "What the hell?" <laughs> you know, scared <laughs> <laughs> out of their mind. But oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a six for me. Okay,
1: so I'll, I'll go next. Uh, this movie, it's I think it's paced really well. It it, it the movie just kind of keeps keeps rolling along at the same steady just this is our movie kind of pace along, yeah and then you get some you get some very very unique visuals some gnarly visuals in this movie which is what this movie this movie's going to go for and i i thought that pinhead uh, portrayed by the actress that played her was was phenomenal she felt so like just malevolent and just like I, I love the feel of that character, the whole vibe of it was just fantastically done. I think this is—I'm going to go a step higher than you, Roger. This is a six and a half for me. Ooh, I really appreciated that's this a half movie. Step higher, sir. S- True. Um, I I, I appreciate what this movie brought to the table. I like the fact that it 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 was it wasn't afraid to be the Hellraiser movie that it intended to be, and I think it was a decent movie and such. Six and a half. Cool. For all those same reasons, Chris, I'm also going to go with six
0: and a half. But for one more wow, reason, I'm the
1: low man on the list, huh? I,
0: I thought it was in the way it told this story, in the way we watched this play out. I thought it was really interesting how they used the cube as the constant conduit from which we keep returning to the focal point of the story, and how um what's her what's her name who was the main character again? Riley, Riley Riley Riley, and how Riley understood things by the end of it. Of she that was understood the, drums. the game. Was that you said that That's was the true. No. well, Riley understood towards the end of it the what the game was she she understood Roland's role in it I think before Roland fully understood Roland's role in it and and then I, I i really appreciated riley in this in 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 this one as well. I thought it was this was a different kind of movie it's kind of an ethereal um intelligent uh thing that paced well that. I think it worked really well. I, I think the, the bummer here, Chris, is you're right. It's, it wasn't released theatrically. So it's really kind of hard to judge the, 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 the love for a Hellraiser movie right now without box office to go behind it. So, but I really hope we get, we get more of this. I, I really would like to see this going forward.
1: Okay.
0: And I, I could definitely go back and watch a, a few of those older ones. So, I don't think I'm going to watch more than one or two, but I I could definitely get into that. The first or second one. Sure.
1: Okay. Over, yeah. Overall positive. Yeah, I episodes. think. Okay. I think so. Yeah, it was yeah. it was
0: an interesting experience. I'll give you that. All right, this has been episode three hundred and one B of For B? the Love of Cinema. B. Each new A. episode posts every Tuesday morning and Friday morning at five a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two. Rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at LoveCinemaPod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell one
2: I am at Rod Stillian. I'm Christopher Ball.
0: Don't forget to check out the page on Facebook. Always posting things on social media. Send us an email to ForTheLoveOfCinemaPodcast at gmail.com and next week we're taking a look at Halloween Ends and The Luckiest Girl Alive on Netflix.